Hello, friends. You are listening to The Gift of Yoga and Meditation with yours truly, Colette Marie. Welcome. Today's class is what I call Sweat and Surrender. It is a beautiful class format that I introduced to my students when I was living in St. Petersburg, Florida, when I owned my own yoga studio, Wild Lotus Yoga Studio, which was a wonderful community yoga studio that uh, I believe the sign is still up on the building, which is really cool. We are going to dive into that particular class format and I will explain all the details momentarily, but first, allow your uh, mat to be arranged accordingly on the floor and grab a couple of items like a block, a yoga strap, perhaps a bolster, perhaps a yoga blanket. Just have things nearby that you might need. You might not need any of those things, but it couldn't hurt to have them close by. We will actually begin in child's pose for today's practice. Sweat and surrender. I guarantee you will perspire. This is all about surrendering to the present moment. This practice is about tapping into what is happening in the moment, being fully immersed in every aspect of your breathing, of how your body is moving, of each posture that you will dance with and engage with and with the energy that is moving about within you and all around you. So that is the combination, the duality of your practice today to sweat and to surrender. So as you are in child's pose, the knees are wide, the big toes are slightly touching, and the arms are extended out in front of you with the palms on the mat separating each finger so the fingers are spread apart the elbows are actually away from the mat rather than on the mat resting so this is a very active child pose so that we can get as much length out of the spine compression in the hip flexors the forehead is resting on the mat and we want some length and opening throughout the shoulders. This is where we will dive into our Ujjayi breathing practice. That will be the singular breathing practice that will guide you along from the moment we begin, which is now, all the way until we make our way to Shavasana. So creating that warrior sound of breath, that ocean sound of breath, the lips are sealed. Through the Ujjayi breathing pattern, we will create heat throughout the body. Tapas is what heat is regarded as in Sanskrit. We want to generate as much heat that we build internally as possible. This is not about a heated yoga class so we will not have to have any external types of factors in play the heat that you will create will be all about your breathing and your body moving so allowing the head to rest comfortably softening through the eyes softening through the jaw 
shrugging the shoulders back, wrapping those shoulder muscles and lats around. You want to feel a wrapping sensation essentially when you move and depress the shoulders down away from the ears. Also, there's a slight engagement in the low belly and the pelvic floor while you lower the seat or draw the seat down towards the heels of the feet as much as your knees will allow and as much as your hip flexors will also allow. The tops of the feet are on the mat. Essentially, the toes are not curled under. However, if you feel cramping in the toes or rather the centers of the feet, go ahead and curl those toes under. But continue breathing here. This is where you can set an intention for your yoga practice. Think about strength and think about bliss or happiness or pleasure and joy. The Sanskrit terms that we will visit throughout the practice are sukha, which means happiness, ease, joy, bliss, or sweetness, and sthita, which means strength, steadiness, standing firmly, or being in the state of firmness. So I like to think of these dualistic concepts as sweetness and strength or sweet strength. They also are in line with sweat and surrender. So the dualities that we will play with and tangle with throughout our class today are these concepts, the concept of sukha, of sweetness, and of sthita, of strength. And as you continue to hold your child's pose, take another inhale through the nose and exhale through the nose. Slowly rise to hands and knees for tabletop position. Be sure that the knees are hip width apart and that the hands are also shoulder width apart. And we will move between two postures, cat and cow. On the inhale, you will lift the chin and let the belly sag and create a slope in the low spine for cow pose. And exhale, rounding the spine, tuck the chin to chest, scooping the tailbone for cat pose. And let us continue in this flow of cat-cow, inhaling, lifting the chin, allowing the spine to slope and exhaling, rounding the spine, bringing the chin to chest. Inhaling, lifting the chin up, and exhaling, rounding the spine. Be sure the hands are firmly on the mat. One more round. Inhale, lifting the chin up, allowing the spine to slope, and exhale, round the spine, chin to chest. And inhale, come back to a neutral spine, and exhale to downward facing dog. This is where you can paddle the feet, you can lift the heels super high. You can drop the heels down. You can inhale and exhale firmly through your ujjayi breathing. You can bend the knees and then straighten the legs. You can really lengthen through the spine by drawing the tailbone as high up as you can and do any other little adjustments that brings completeness to your downward facing dog pose. 
And while you are holding this posture, I will explain the next series of movements. We will move in a wave-like manner from a downward dog to an upward dog pose and back and forth and back and forth, creating more heat in the body. So I will cue these postures accordingly so that you can follow along with ease, right? Subscribing to Sukha, but the strength, the Stila, will come from the transitional points. So take another inhale and exhale in your downward dog pose. And on your next inhale breath, simply lift the heels, push forward like you're doing a plank pose, really round your back like a cat back. Then on the next inhale breath, or rather exhale breath, start to lower the seat down and inhale, make your way right into upward facing dog. So the breath has to be coordinated. And while you are in your upward facing dog pose and the pelvis is hovering above the mat, uncurl the toes, draw the shoulders down and back slightly, look forward straight ahead, take another inhale breath and slowly leaning with the tailbone, make your way back to downward facing dog that's your exhale breath hold in downward dog for another inhale and exhale let us compartmentalize this process once more taking a breath in and out then inhale push forward lifting the heels rounded cat back then exhale start to transition lowering the pelvis down towards the mat then inhale right into your upward facing dog pose uncurl the toes and exhale recurl the toes making your way back to downward facing dog leading with the tailbone to do so lengthening throughout the spine there is no actual plank pose there is no low plank pose. So the transition of a high to low plank are sort of out. But what you are doing is sort of rolling into your upward dog from a high point, making your way into upward facing dog from that perspective. So let us do this again in downward dog as we start as we are all there right now, and roll into this cat stretchy, plankish pose and right into your upward facing dog that's going to be the whole inhale and the exhale to downward facing dog that's it inhale roll into that upward facing dog pose then exhale leaning with the tailbone back to downward facing dog good your arms are getting a workout here we go one more time roll it in cat stretch plankish pose into that upward facing dog position then exhale to downward facing dog toning the whole abdomen take another breath in through the nose and exhaling through the nose take another breath in through the nose and slowly lower the knees down for a wide leg child's pose for rest take a moment let the elbows rest on the mat this time and allowing the the forehead to also rest on the mat so it's a wave I think of that back as like a wave you're waving into your upward dog and sort of waving out of the upward dog into downward dog it's a really beautiful way to transition from a high position to a low position without the high and low plank transitional points so it creates more of an organic rotational flow of movement, which is why I like doing those two postures. So take another inhale and exhale 
in your child's pose and remembering that this is where we are creating that blissfulness, that sweetness, that sukha energy throughout the body and this theta, the strength, that steadiness and firmness throughout the body as well. Breathing in and out. Coming back to tabletop position. And then let us do a little threading of the needle just to create some space in the shoulders. So let's take the right hand, bring it up towards the sky. And on the exhale, thread the needle to the left side of the room and lower the right ear down to the mat, looking to the left. And you can variate this pose as you see fit. But we want to breathe and hold here for three full breaths allowing the shoulder to completely relax on the right with the palm facing up, breathing slowly, maintaining ujjayi breath. And when you are ready, repositioning that left hand accordingly. On the next inhale, sweep the right hand all the way up to the sky, look up towards it, and exhale, lower the right hand to the mat. Left hand inhale, sweeps up, look up. On the exhale, thread the needle to the right. So the left shoulder is on the mat. Your gaze is to the right. The left ear is on the mat. The left palm is facing up towards the sky. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out through the nose, maintaining ujjayi breath. Inhaling and exhaling. Take one more breath in and out here. Let us prepare to come out of this pose. Reposition the right hand accordingly. Then inhale, sweep that left hand up to the sky. Look up. Exhale, bring the left hand back to the mat. On your inhale and exhale, slip into seamlessly downward facing dog. Pausing in downward facing dog. We will do another sequence of poses, vacillating between two different things. So as you are holding downward dog, allow me to explain as you are maintaining your downward dog pose, breathing in and out. We will move from a three-legged dog to a wild thing. That's the flipping of the dog. Then we will move from the wild thing pose into a side plank variation which is what I call Martha Graham, which is where you slip that same flipped leg through like threading of the needle to the opposite side for a three-legged, uh, for a var variation of a plank pose. So bear with me as I cue these things up accordingly. On your next inhale, simply lift that right heel to the sky, bend the knee, open the hip and flip your dog for a wild thing. That's your exhale pose. On your inhale, come back to three-legged dog with that right heel high. Exhale, thread the needle with the right leg through and under the body to the left. And that's where you're going to pick up the left hand and open up the spine, reaching that left arm back. Then when you're ready, inhale, plant that left hand, sweep out that right leg, bring it up again to the sky. Exhale, reflip the dog. And this is where the right hand comes away from the mat and extends back for a little light back bend. Inhale, exhale, come right back through for that three-legged or rather that plank variation for Martha Graham. 
Inhale, sweep the right leg back up high, wild thing. Exhale. Inhale, pick up that right foot. Exhale, Martha Graham or plank variation. Then inhale, sweep the right leg up high, hold. Then exhale, lower the toes to the mat. I know that was a lot. Hang in there, team. Now that you have an idea of what we are doing, left heel, inhale, lifts up towards the sky. Exhale, wild thing, flipping the dog. Then get ready, inhale, unflip the dog, exhale, Martha Graham. So thread the needle with the left leg. Inhale, sweep that left heel back up high, exhale, wild thing. Then inhale, reach that left heel back up high, exhale, sweep it through for that plank variation. Then inhale, undo that left heel, bring it back up high again to the sky. Then exhale, flip the dog for wild thing. And inhale, reach that left heel back up. Exhale, flip it through one more time underneath for that plank variation. Then inhale, flip the dog up high. And then exhale, lower the foot to the mat. Hold here in downward facing dog pose, breathing in and out through the nose, maintaining your ujjayi breathing. Take another inhale breath and lower the seat down for child pose and finding rest finding rest, relaxing. Relax the arms. You are in a wide leg child's pose. The arms are relaxed, breathing in and out, softening the face, softening the jaw, softening the whole body, breathing in and out. Take one more inhale and exhale and come back to hands, knees, inhale, exhale to downward facing dog pose. Take a breath in and out. Then on your next inhale breath, start to walk the feet forward. Once you get to the front of the mat, exhale for a forward fold. But inhale half lifting and exhale forward fold. We will heel toe the feet hip width apart. We will dive into yet another series of things, but before we do, let us take a nice twist here, keeping the right hand on the mat and extending the left hand to the sky and looking up towards your left hand. You can also take a bind here. If you are familiar with binding, you will simply thread the right arm underneath the right leg, wrap the left arm behind the body and catch the fingers. And that is where you will open that left shoulder, turning the torso even more because you have the fingers held together. The fingers are interlaced in some manner and holding in this twist here or whatever variation they're in for one more breath in. Then on the exhale, deconstruct the bind if you are bound and bring the left hand back down to the mat. Take a breath, inhale, half lifting, exhale, forward folding. Keep the left hand down to the mat and on the next inhale, bring the right hand to the sky. Hold here or you are welcome to jump into that bind on the side where you are wrapping the right arm around the low back. The left arm is threading underneath the left leg and the fingers are connecting, holding in this twist, whether you are bound or not breathing in and out through the nose, maintaining your ujjayi breathing. And take another inhale, unbind, bring the right hand up on the exhale, forward bend. Take another half lift here. 
and on the exhale, forward fold. And this is where we will vacillate between a squat position and a forward fold, coordinating the breath. So take an inhale on the exhale, lower the seat down for a squat and the fingertips can stay on the mat. Then inhale, lift the seat and exhale, forward fold. Then inhale, start to lower the seat and exhale, drop the seat completely for a squat. And inhale, lift the seat, exhale, forward fold. Inhale to prepare, exhale, squat. Inhale to prepare, exhale, forward fold. You get where this is going. Inhale, then exhale, lower the seat for squat. Take another breath in and exhale, forward fold. On the next round, we will prepare for a squat and hold our squat pose. So take another inhale, then exhale, lower the seat down for squat. You can bring the hands at the heart center and hold here for three full breaths, inhaling and exhaling through the nose for that ujjayi breath. Ujjayi breath, holding, just holding, just getting into the sweetness and the strength of the pose, sukha stira. Take another inhale, then exhale, come back to forward fold, sort of pedal the feet and shake out the tightness or maybe some tension that might have built up there. But we will prepare for a crow pose, friends, crow pose, and crow pose will make its way to a tripod headstand pose or not, depending on where you are in your practice and your yoga journey. But I am offering that caveat of transitioning from a crow to a headstand. But first, as we are still in our forward fold, take another breath in and out and slowly adjust the feet. Make sure that they are hip width apart and then flatten the hands on the mat. Then prepare for your crow pose. Prop up the right knee on top of the upper right arm and then the left knee on top of the upper left arm. Bring your gaze forward, tighten the low belly, tighten the pelvic floor, lift the toes, point the toes, engage those abdominal muscles, engaging the arms and hold and breathe and focus your eye gaze and continue to hold for just another inhale and exhale breath and either come back to a squat or simply lower the crown of the head slowly with control to the mat and begin to lift the feet up towards the sky for your tripod headstand, engaging the belly and engaging the back muscles. So this is a posterior, anterior core activity, also engaging those legs, pointing or flexing those toes, engaging the inner thighs, the glutes, the outer thighs, the calves, the shins, everything working together. Then when you are all ready, whether you are in a squat or whether you are still holding crow or whether you are in a headstand, you will all make your way to a low plank pose, then right into an upward facing dog posture on that inhale breath and exhale to downward facing dog. Whew, I know that was a lot. Breathe in and out through the nose maintaining heat, maintaining tapas, maintaining stila, strength, firmness, and steadiness, maintaining the sweetness and blissfulness of this yoga experience and journey that you are on. 
the sukha aspect of your practice, sukha stira, balancing this dualistic nature of your entire movement and breathing. Take another inhale and exhale and make your way to a child's pose position. Lowering the seat down, holding out here for another inhale and exhale. And then simply start to walk the hands and arms all the way over to the right side of the room, thereby giving yourself a thorough stretch on the left side of the body. This will be nice, especially after all of the planking or rather the crow posing and the headstanding and other types of plank variation things with the Martha Graham and the wild thing. So the left side body, all of those muscles will need a nice opening. Also breathe deeper into the left lung because you have the room and take another inhale and exhale breath. Then simply walk the arms and hands all the way over to the left side of the room, thereby increasing a thorough stretch on the right side of the body. Same thing, opening those muscles there, creating space in the right lung, thereby being uh, in a position where you can take more air into that, that right lung, breathing further into it, increasing lung capacity as well as increasing length and opening through the muscles along the arm on the right the lats the rib cage muscles also known as the intercostals all the way into the pelvic area take one more inhale and exhale on this side then walk the hands and arms back to center taking another inhale and exhale in child's pose Slowly bring the knees together right where you are and curl upwards into a kneeling pose, into a kneeling pose. And if you need to sit on a block, that is why we have all of our items nearby just in case, bring a block over to sit on it. Although just keep in mind, we are not going to stay in kneeling pose for long. We are transitioning and we are actually going to transition to make our way to camel pose for a couple rounds. So take one more breath in and out for your kneeling posture. Then on your next inhale, slowly make your way to the top of the knees. And if you'd like to use a blanket to place under the knees for comfort, be my guest. Slowly arrange those knees so that they are hip width apart. You can either have the toes curled under or not. The variation for camel pose that we will embark upon will be the hands at prayer over the heart. So we're not holding onto the heels of the feet. We're not holding onto the backs of the legs. We're not holding onto the low back at all. We will go ahead and just from the very beginning, bring the hands at prayer over the heart center. You are still in an upright position. We haven't, we haven't gotten into camel yet but bring the hands over the heart center. Hang here for just one breath in and out through the nose. Now, on your next inhale, start to adjust the shoulders back, lift the heart, look up, and allow the head of the 
but crown of the head to hang back and your eye gaze is toward the ceiling and the pelvis is drifting forward. So remember that camel pose is two parts. The pelvis is slightly moving forward and the chest is slightly rising towards the sky. Shoulder blades are working toward one another. Hands are at prayer. You're breathing in and out. The chin is dipped up. Now, if you have cervical issues, look forward so that you're, you're not compressing in the neck by any means. But keep the chin lifted. Continue breathing in and out through the nose. Maintain the hands at prayer over the heart center. Continue to lift throughout the chest cavity for one more breath in then slowly bring yourself back into hero pose your kneeling pose with the hands at the heart center still there with the hands at the heart center breathe inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose take one more breath in and out in your kneeling posture then slowly rise back up onto the tops of the knees on your inhale and exhale to prepare. Then inhale, make your way back to camel pose. Lift through the heart center. Really work the chest toward the sky. Allow the head to hang back. Pelvis is moving forward ever so slightly and the chest is rising ever so slightly maintaining this heart connectivity maintaining hands at prayer over the heart for just another inhale and exhale breath take another inhale then slowly make your way back to kneeling pose hands over the heart center Bring the hands to the knees and take a moment here as you inhale and exhale through the nose. Slowly transitioning to a reclined quadricep stretch. So reclined hero pose. And this is where you can sit on a block just for more support in the seating area or the hips. But you will start to bring the hands back behind you. Now you can simply rest your hands on the mat. Fingertips can point towards the glutes or fingertips can point towards whichever direction you feel is suitable for the shoulders. So that's step one for reclined hero pose. Keep the hands on the mat. You're not on the forearms. You're not on your back. You're just staying in this more upright position. However, if it is in your practice, go ahead and lower completely down to the mat where you are on the forearms. The upper back can be like a fish pose type of position, or you can completely lower the spine to the mat where the arms are resting on the floor near the body. Reclined hero pose. This is an intense stretch for the quadricep muscle for both of them, for the right and the left leg. Big stretch, hold here, breathe here, maintaining your ujjayi breathing. This is the steadiness that we're looking for, the sthita. We're looking for that steadiness in the pose through the breath. Now, it might not feel very sweet, depending on what's happening in those legs. However, for some of you, it might feel really, really great. And that is where the sukha comes into being. But even if this pose is not super exciting for you, but you're feeling a thorough stretch, well, then that is the goodness of the pose. And we can still defer to the concept of sukha in that regard. Take one more breath in and out, everyone. And when you're ready, 
slowly undo the feet stretch out those legs out in front of you now at this point we are making our way to shavasana or to a basic relaxation pose if you are on your hands just undo those legs stretch them out in front of you and simply make your way to the forearms and make your way to a completely reclined position a complete reclined position bringing your body to a restful place just for a moment we're not going to stay here, but we are going to pivot so that we can start to bring those knees in towards the chest. So go ahead and gather those knees to the chest and reach for them for this nice squeeze with the knees to chest. Reclined child's pose, pose. I said pose twice. Reclined child's pose, maintaining breath, maintaining ujjayi breathing we haven't lost sight of that hopefully we are still engaging with the building of the heat because we're not stopping our practice yet we're not very yet but we are slowly coming in for a softer landing we are making our way towards our final relaxation but we are holding up here and we will move between a few different postures for one let us go ahead and make our way into a shoulder stand from here so simply lift the feet upwards toward the sky support the low spine the low spine with your hands or interlace the fingers underneath the body and draw the shoulder blades very close together and draw the knuckles to the room behind you or rather in front of you even though your your body is oriented in a different way so the feet are up the legs are engaged the neck is long the spine is as long as we can get it meaning we are engaging the abdomen so that the legs are directly up not so much at a lean so if we can reduce the leaning with those legs and have the pelvis directly stacked over the chest and the legs over the pelvis that would be ideal so work with that work with finding that sort of straight line in the torso in the hips and in the legs for your shoulder stand pose either point or flex the feet which uh, whichever one you want to do is completely up to you perhaps vacillate between both but holding here in your ujjayi breathing. We haven't stopped the breathing. We are still inhaling. We are still exhaling. We are still maintaining this heat that we are building throughout the body. Tapas and heat through the pose of shoulder stand. Maintaining steadiness, stita. Maintaining the sweetness of this posture of holding it together, sukha, inhaling and exhaling. And when you are ready, slowly make your way to a plow pose or a plow pose variation and holding your plow pose for approximately five full breaths. Nice long inhales and exhale breaths, maintaining this soothness and this smoothness so you have two things happening the soothing aspect of the posture and the smooth sensation where the legs are long and they're feeling relaxed but the spine is also long with a slight perhaps curl of the low back but not too much 
So that's the smoothness there. And there's a symmetry going on between the legs and the spine. So that's a lot of alliteration. We have soothing qualities, a smoothness happening, and a symmetry going on. So taking another deep breath in and out through the nose and support the hips, support the pelvis as you slowly make your way down with the seat to the mat, very slowly, very mindfully, and make your way right into a fish pose. So by now the hips are down, the legs are making their way down, and you simultaneously shift the thoracic cavity up towards the sky while the hands are tucked underneath the seat and you're propped up on the forearms and the crown of the head dangles over the floor and you're still maintaining this ujjayi breath. Now sometimes some folks like to stick, stick out the breath, uh, stick out the tongue rather to create that extra fiery breath so you can stick out the tongue and get that kind of detoxifying breath quality and incorporate that into your fish pose for maybe one or two rounds and take another inhale and exhale breath either way bring the lips back to ceiling if they were open so to maintain the ujjayi breathing and slowly lower the body fully down to the mat untuck the hands and you are now in a basic relaxation pose only for a moment only for a moment we will take one more inhale and exhale breath here and slowly bring the knees into the chest for a full squeeze coming back to that reclined child's pose position reclined child's pose you can rock it out you can Rotate the ankles around in circles. You can point and flex the toes, but take only one more breath in and out here. And then let's make our way to a happy baby pose. So simply bend the knees, creating like a football goal-like thing or position with the legs. You can hold onto the ankles. You can hold onto the outer edges of your feet or wherever is suitable, but holding in happy baby pose breathing in and out through the nose creating and maintaining the heat throughout the body and you are welcome to gently rock left and right but we will only be here for another breath in and out through the nose and we will make our way to a bound angle pose so simply clap the feet together and hold on to the outer edges of your feet, interlacing the fingers and holding on to both feet at the same time while the knees shoot out to the sides. Now you're still on your back. The feet are still in the air. In fact, they are positioned directly above the pubic area. So we are not in a complete reclined pose yet. The feet are not on the ground yet. We are in a reclined bound angle pose variation where the feet are above the pubic bone. And we are holding here for just another inhale and exhale breath. And when you are ready, bring those 
feet that are still together, the soles of the feet still together. Bring the feet gently down to the mat. Keep them together for a reclined bound angle pose with the feet on the floor. Now, in this case, with the arms and hands, you will bring the arms out or rather create a box shape over your head, holding onto the elbows. So a little openness in the chest while you have some openness in the hips and you're still breathing and you're still inhaling, softening through the jaw, softening through the face and the eyes, maintaining your ujjayi breathing, maintaining the heat in the body, holding onto the elbows and maintaining your breath pattern. So nothing changes there. We will take one more inhale and exhale in this position with the arms where they are. And when you are ready, simply detach the hands from the elbows start to bring the knees to center bring the knees and hands together towards the chest for a reclined child's pose rock it out inhale and exhale breathing in and out through the nose softening the face Let us begin to wrap up our physical practice by taking a twist to the left side of the room. Bring both knees all the way over to the left and you can create any leg variation you want. The knees can be together, the legs can be extended out in front of you. You can take eagle legs. The arms can be in any variation you want as well. Your gaze can be either towards the ceiling towards the legs or away from the legs, your call, but breathe. Maintain your ujjayi breathing. Maintain the heat throughout the body, softening through the face, of course, and relaxing the jaw, relaxing through the eyes, noticing how the energy has shifted for you from the moment that you started this practice to now, right? Noticing those subtle energy shifts, Noticing how you feel, hopefully you feel more at ease, deferring to that sukha aspect of your practice, that you have strengthened and found steadiness within your own being and your own physical body and mind, deferring to that sthita, that sthita quality of your practice. And take another inhale and exhale on this left side then slowly bring the knees back to center give them both a squeeze and when you are ready take the twist all the way over to the right side of the room and defer to your variations within the legs so that you feel like you're getting the most out of the pose hang out there bring your eye gaze to whichever direction you want change the arms do whatever you need to do with those arms but maintain the breathing maintain your ujjayi breath keeping the lips sealed keeping the eyes either open or closed at this point softening through the shoulders softening through the face relaxing through the jaw noticing again how you're feeling on this side of the body relaxing through the spine and also softening through the hips and the hip flexors and all of those areas in and around the hip socket. Softening throughout the legs and thighs and knees and down and through the shins and ankles and down into the toes themselves. 
Take another breath in and out in your twist here on this right side. And slowly start to bring both knees back to center, giving the knees a big squeeze. In fact, lift the head and really create a tightness, a ball-like placement with your knees to the head, knees to nose, tight, tight squeeze, knees to nose. And take one more breath in, then lower the head back down for the exhale. Take another inhale, then lower the feet down to the mat for the exhale. Take another breath in and simply slide those legs out in front of you, creating some space between the right leg and the left leg, and bring the arms out to the sides of the body, creating space between the body and the arms, and allow the palms to face up towards the sky. Allow the feet to splay out naturally, and allow the fingers to curl naturally. So yes, you've guessed it. We have brought our plane in for a soft landing right into our final relaxation, Shavasana, corpse pose, coming into the ease of our time, our sukha aspect of our practice, that blissfulness, that happiness because we have concluded the movement we have concluded the dynamic portions of our practice and we are now dipping into this blissful state of consciousness satchidananda bliss state of consciousness derived from our dualistic properties of our practice our sukha our stita but now we are softening the body. We are soothing the mind through a softness of breathing patterns. No more ujjayi breath. No more need to create heat. We have created all the heat that we needed to for the time that we needed to do that. And so now the body can fall into a more cooling place, the yin of our practice. We created the yang, and now we are in the yin portion of our experience, of our journey. So the duality of life can also exist in our movement of our patterns of breathing, of our patterns of movement and transitioning from one place to the next place and to the next place and so forth. And this is where we get to tango and dance with these dualistic aspects between our sukha and between our stita, between sweating and surrendering, between the yin and the yang, between the up and the down and the light and the dark because all things work together and one cannot exist without the other. And that is the oneness that we experience in our practice, the oneness that we experience throughout life, understanding that one exists with the other in tandem, transcending that dualistic aspect, moving into a wholeness and oneness of all things. And this practice helps us to understand the nature of duality and the nature of wholeness and oneness and completeness because of what we choose to do and how we choose to do it. 
consciously bringing our awareness to every aspect of our practice physically, energetically, spiritually, and through the breath. So as you are drifting off into this wonderful, blissful, calm, relaxing, and rejuvenating place in your Shavasana, we will start to awaken, or rather we awaken momentarily, reawakening to our breath and reawakening to our body. But stay held in the sweet space that you have created for yourselves, inviting an opportunity to say thank you to yourself in this space and revisiting your intention, revisiting that original intention that you set for yourself at the beginning of your yoga practice and being thankful and grateful for providing all of the ample energy and intention and motivation and inspiration and movement to generate that intention into a space of manifestation. When you are ready, start to wiggle the fingers and toes, bringing more life and awareness into the digits of the hands and feet, pointing and flexing the toes, wiggling the fingers, separating the fingers, maybe making fists and rotating the wrists around in circles, point and flex the toes as well. Then on your next inhale breath, start to reach the arms back behind you, interlace those fingers and flip the palms and straighten those legs and point or flex the toes for a wakening stretch, a wakening stretch. And on your next inhale and exhale, gather the hands and knees together at the center of the chest and right at the belly, breathing in and out. Little light rocking left and right. And then slowly roll to a fetal pose on either side. Either side. Some people go to the right. Some people go to the left. That is your call. But pause here. Tuck the hands underneath the ear to support your head. Really draw those knees in towards the chest and really curl the head in, words towards those knees, a complete fetal pose, pausing here, being aware of this bountiful pose, the pose of beginning of all life, the pose of vitality, the pose of nurturing, the pose of safety. All of those words, all of those elements, all wrapped into one singular posture, such as fetal pose and take another inhale and exhale breath in your fetal pose and slowly make your way upwards toward a toward a comfortable seated posture either a cross-legged seated pose or cross-legged seated pose or a kneeling pose or whatever is going to help to facilitate this easy sitting space for yourself. 
Relax the hands on the knees or somewhere around the knees. Keep the eyes closed. Keep the face soft. Keep the breathing very soft. Holding space for yourself right here, right now, in this exact moment in time, on your mat, in your room, or in your dedicated space. Being aware fully that you are here, that you are this abundant being, a spiritual being, simply having a dynamic human experience engaging with the dualistic nature of all things, yet experiencing the oneness of all things through your practice. And take this oneness energy with you. Let it support you throughout your day to help to serve as a reminder that you are the embodiment of light and dark, of high and low, of up and down, of yin and yang, of sukha, of stita, and that you are the completion of all of those things. Let's bring the hands to prayer over the heart center. Take an inhale through the nose. Open the mouth and exhale. Inhale through the nose. Open the mouth and exhale. One more breath in through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. Padme Om Shanti 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 Peace, peace, peace And I thank you for tuning in to the gift of yoga and meditation with yours truly, Colette Marie And Namaste